Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Hi, I'm Willie King and this is The Bigger Picture. Markets have opened higher last night with tech stocks pulled on by more positive com- comments by Micron Technology CEO and management. Then bank shares also followed gains as worries about the risk of contagion eases. Right, Several key events this week which I'm watching, uh, which also includes the upside surprise in US consumer confidence for March, which re- released earlier this week despite the banking sector concerns, is a reflective of a still tight labour market being more meaningful to an everyday consumer. With all this, the upcoming Eurozone economic confidence, consumer confidence and other US economic data, I'm looking to actually unpack all this and I'm inviting Vasu Menon, Executive Director Investment Strategy of OCBC. Good morning, Vasu. How are you, man? Good morning, Willie. Hey. Good morning. I'm very good. I'm very good. Thank you. <laughs> hey. Okay. I mean, with all the um, banking failures um, and of course, you know, you have the contagion effect from the banking sector easing. Let's just turn, I just want to turn um, our attention a lot to the US economic data. I mean, what are you expecting from the data this week? Yes, really. I mean, I think uh, you highlighted, for example, that the, you know, you're looking at the US, the Consumer Sentiment Index, the University of Michigan's Consumer Sentiment Index. I think that's something that the markets will be looking out for. Mm. That comes out uh, tomorrow, Friday. I think the other key data the markets will be looking out for will be the U.S. ISM Manufacturing Index. That index has been on a steady downtrend since September last year. Now gone below the 50 mark, which is the line between expansion and contraction. And below 50 means contraction. And the markets will be looking out to see whether the manufacturing sector in the U.S. or at least the ISM Manufacturing Index continues to dip further south. And finally, of course, you know, I think the most important data this week will be the inflation numbers Mm. coming out of the U.S. And uh, so those are some of the key data, you know, the markets will be looking out for to assess the state of the U.S. economy and the state of inflation in the U.S. Mm. And how do you make up of all this um, impacting the Fed's rate decision? I mean, you see the Fed Reserve raise rates so aggressively to tame inflation. You know, they have pushed uh, key policy rates, you know, from zero to a range of right now four and a three quarter percent to five percent. What do you make up of all this? Well, you know, the Fed is uh, stuck between a rock and a hard place. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, essentially, uh, on the one hand, you've got a banking failure in the U.S. that requires the Fed to ease up on, you know, increasing interest rates. On the other hand, you've got inflationary pressures, you know, putting pressure on the Fed to continue increasing interest rates. So the inflation number this Friday, in other words, tomorrow, uh, rather, will be an important number that the market, the Fed will look out for because the inflation gauge that's coming out tomorrow is the PCE, you know, inflation data, which is mm. the data the Fed looks at very closely. The markets are looking for the number, the headline number to come down from 54 to 5.1%, and the, but the core inflation is expected to remain sticky at 4.7%, no change from the previous month. Now, if this number surprise on the upside, that will pose a headache for the Fed because that means that the Fed has to continue fighting inflation and one more rate hike in May may not be enough. That's what's going to worry the markets. On the other hand, if the inflation number turns out to be better than expected, it comes out more than expected, then the markets are going to say, look, I mean, the Fed has room to stop uh, after its next rate hike in May and pause, and that'll be good for equity markets. Mm. How do you think all these um, economic data would actually impact on the current um, banking sector in the U.S. right now? Well, you know, the banking sector in the U.S., the concerns of the banking sector have eased. 
in the last few days or so. But I think it is too early to throw caution to the wind. We've had some good news coming out of Silicon Valley Bank, First Republic, and we've not had any additional bad news coming out for the banking sector. So that has provided some degree of relief to investors. But I think at the same time, if you look at you know the Federal Reserve's discount window, mm-hmm. you see banks actually borrowing a record amount from the discount window. Mm. So clearly there are stresses in the banking sector still. And I think we need to keep a very close eye on the banking sector to see whether any trouble spots emerge in the coming weeks. So if it doesn't, then I think that's good news. But if it does, then, you know, worries could return. But for now, it looks like we've not had any fresh bad news. And uh, I think that's good news for the sector generally, at least for now. But if the economy (laughs) weakens further, uh, as you said, if the economy data weakens further, that's going to be another additional headache for the banking sector because it means that in addition to the issues that it's faced, it'll also face an issue of... Uh, weaker loan demand. Mm. And right on the topic on banking sector, right, it's very interesting because China has also been reporting, you know, it's kickstarting its corporate earnings. I mean, you have a China Construction Bank posting, you know, its latest results. And it seems like the Chinese banks are pretty much contained away from what is going on in the US. And, you know, with this, right, do you think it's time for investors to shift their focus from the US to be looking at the reopening of the Chinese economy? I mean, if you see from even yesterday, Yesterday, like Alibaba also spoke about how they're trying to break up their business units through an IPO. That's right. That's right. I, I agree with you. Uh, in fact, we've been positive on the Chinese stock market, you know, since the, I believe, the third quarter of last year. And we've been right because, you know, the Chinese equity market staged a very strong rally from the end of October to the beginning of January. Mm-hmm. We saw the MSCI China index rally 60% mm. in a very short space of time. And then it pulled back sharply by about 16 or 17% in the next month or so. And now it's rebounded a little bit, as you said, because of Alibaba and because of, you know, some positive corporate news, it's up 6%. So, you know, what I've just described is a very volatile uh, market. The Chinese stock market is extremely volatile. I think you need to have the risk appetite, you need to have the patience. Uh, But clearly, I think China is a market you have to keep an eye on. Uh, China is going to be the only economy in the world that will post stronger economic growth in 2023 compared to 2022. Inflation in China is not a problem. There's room for the authorities to undertake more stimulus. They seem to be very focused on uh, ensuring the economy gets back on its feet. Valuations in the Chinese stock market are not expensive. I just looked at the chart for the P ratio for the MSCI China Index and the CSI 300 Index. Uh, which measures the A shares as well as, you know, the more international Chinese stocks. And you see that they are trading at like, you know, one to two standard deviations below the seven-year historical average. So Mm. valuations are attractive. And so there's a case for investors with the risk appetite patience, medium-term horizon to buy China gradually. But of course, not to overinvest in the asset class. It's important to keep a diversified portfolio. But I think it makes sense for investors to put some money into China, but do it gradually. Mm, not to overinvest, that's the key word. I have with me Vasu Menon, Executive Director, Investment Strategy of OCBC Bank. Thank you so much, Vasu, for having yourself on the show today. You know, it's great speaking with you. Thank you and hope that's, to see you again. Thank you, Willie, and uh, have a great week ahead as well. Thank you. Thank you. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.